0: Today's guest is Trista Polo, the organizer, I Woke Up Awesome, and podcaster of Trista's Plate Story podcast. Trista has over 14 years experience working with and coaching entrepreneurs, business owners. We discuss on changing our inner monologue and and how it impacts our outer relationships and results. We even talk about the background as to why she created Plate Story podcast please give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Trista Polo. I would like to apologize in advance for the muddy recording and microphone difficulties. Hello. Hi,
1: Trista. How are you today? Great. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Good. You've gone through this and you yourself have have a podcast. And I was like, I love the idea that you have your guests with unique plates. So that's, uh, Mm. I love the the way that you have that. uh, Thank you. Branded, branded. So me, I'm just all over the place. I just love listening to people's journeys and success. So, um, and then you had some other, other ideas that you wanted to look into in regards to um, some topics that you like to talk about. It's probably the last two which is how to own any room you are in, even if it's filled with strangers. And mm-hmm. I like to know about that. Last time you sat on a stack for ninety minutes to avoid shame and ridicule.
2: Yeah, those are all great.
1: So I guess one of the things that I like to start off with is if you want to let the listeners know exactly who is Trista Polo um, and to know more about your journey, uh, like specifically where you grew up and and how you came to this path and becoming a Reiki and a certified trainer, amongst other Mm -hmm. things, amongst other talents that you have as a podcaster yourself. So tell us a little bit, who is Trista Polo?
2: Sure. I would be happy to. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit of myself and some of my journey And, you know, my journey is like all journeys. It starts one way and then takes tons of twists and turns. And it is constantly evolving and unfolding. I hit uh, 50 years old this year in 2021. And I would say half of my life, I really struggled to believe that I actually deserved to have a good life. And that's kind of where my journey starts. You know, I I had a lot of questions about my own worth. And a lot of the things that I've done, including becoming a Reiki master, have been to figure out who I am and what contribution I can bring to the world. Through my own work, I realized that I'm actually a powerful person who can create my own life, who is able to bring miracles into the world for myself and others, just like we all are. And I've gained a lot of knowledge on that journey. So I pay that forward through my energy work, through my training and my coaching, and hopefully through the stories of other people in my podcast as well.
1: Oh yeah. um, And I, like I said, I I love the way that you branded your podcast, uh, dealing with plate stories. I love the the way that you played on words on that. And <laughs> I, if only I had a customized plate, uh, you know, I probably would be your guest, but then
2: for sure, I wouldn't
1: have much to say because I will be nothing but crickets in the background. Cause I think Aww. when it comes to, when it comes to me being an actual guest, people have invited me to be a guest and and I'm like, Oh, I shrug it off. Cause I, mm. I still don't know about me just talking like 45 minutes, just about myself. I don't know, but I am so glad to be. Um, in the position where I have wonderful guests like yourself, Trista, to kind of give me a glimpse of your journey. And so I had a couple of questions that I wanted to start off with, and we can just work our way down. And um, so exactly what accomplishments are you most proud of?
2: Well, you know, there are so many on my journey because I have really worked to transform myself throughout my life. But I would have to say the one that I'm most proud of is in the recent past, I work in a team-based environment. So I work with a lot of different people. But because of a lot of my self-worth issues, I, always, you know, I, I feel like when you have when you worry about having a deficiency in yourself, you overcompensate. And then you worry about that deficiency in others. We see in others what we reflect back from ourselves. So because of my self-worth stuff, I kind of worried that I wasn't good enough to lead, but also that nobody could do it as good as me. It sounds Mm -hmm. weird to have both of those beliefs, but they're sort of the yin and yang of each other, both worrying about my own contribution, but also worrying about the contribution of others. So I ended up being a leader who would do everything myself. I never asked for help. If I had a project, I was always the one that volunteered to do all the work. Part of it was because I was afraid if I asked too much of others that they would abandon me and the project. And part of it was because of that type A, if you want something done right, do it yourself. So a few years ago, I went through a two-year training program about team management and leadership. It was all around the distinctions of communication through a company called Landmark Worldwide. And what I really learned was that I was taking away other people's opportunities to thrive, lead, and contribute by being that sole leader. I've since taken a team leadership slant to things where now, instead of me being the leader and hoping other people show up, I give people an opportunity not only to lead, but to learn through their own leadership. So we, we now lead as a team and we have a blast. We make a huge difference. We're way smarter together than I ever was alone. We can get a lot more done because of all of our, all of our schedules, just doing a little bit than I could all doing it by myself. And people feel more part of the community because they're contributing instead of thinking, well, Trista's got it. I'm going to go spend my time elsewhere. (laughs) So I would have to say that's the accomplishment I'm most proud of most recently. And I'm continuing to explore how to even level that up from where we are now.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's like they say, you know, um, I think it's from like Barbara Streisand. I love Barbara Streisand, but one of her songs is People Who Need People are, Are the Luckiest People in the World. So it's like you can come, you can go far, but not far as to if you had someone there as a supportive, as a community, as a village to get to where you need to go. And you, I mean, we all have the similar goals. We want to be successful. We want to accomplish many things. We want to become positive and positive influence to other people. So then they can, encourage encourages other people to become their own leaders or become supportive. It's almost like, like I said, a paid forward scenario. Um, but yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So when did you first become passionate about your chosen field? For example, your coaching, your mastering of Reiki, you know, the the podcasting, et cetera. And I know you probably have done previous positions and other uh, job opportunities to get you to where you are. But I mean, what first got you that that flame uh, of passion in your chosen present field?
2: Well, it was sort of an accident, actually, because I never, I never set out to be a coach, a Reiki master, or even an entrepreneur. My mother always told me I'd be a great coach, and I really resisted. I resisted this. I, I started embracing it when I started to realize that what I was really resisting was being responsible for other people's development and having to be on the hook to contribute to other people. I was I was like so having so much trouble managing my own inner thoughts that to take on somebody else has felt very overwhelming. When I was able to learn how to manage and transform myself, I had the freedom to help others. So that's sort of how the coaching thing started. Be- being an entrepreneur, which is a huge part of who I am, that was completely an accident. I was working in a bunch of different jobs in corporate type jobs. I have to say more than once I was asked by a manager or a higher level executive to choose between my integrity and my paycheck. Hmm. And I'm sorry to say that I didn't always make the choice I was proud of. Because I was so scared that if I chose my integrity that I would not be able to find another job. Again, it goes back to that whole self-worth thing. It's such this thread throughout so much of the first part of my life. I decided to create my own income through entrepreneurship, through my own company, so that I could know that my integrity was what ran the ship, what sailed the ship. And I wouldn't have to compromise my values and my character to make a living. And when I took that on, I really, I would, I've never looked back because I now get to create my life on purpose. And that's super important. I love to have ownership of my own time. And, you know, I've been an improv actor. I've become a Reiki master. I've had podcasts, you know, having my own time, I get to do what I want. But I have to say in this year, 2021, that has taken on a different slant because I've had a few different family members with difficult health situations, and I was able to drop everything. My love language is quality time. And so I'm the person that says, you're sick, you need something, I'll be right over. Right? I'm the all in, in the moment kind of friend or family member. And so I was able to have the freedom to do that this year. And that's priceless to me. You've mentioned the Reiki master a a few times. I don't practice it as a profession. I don't have Reiki clients. Um, I'll tell you what Reiki is just for your audience in case they're not familiar. So Reiki is an exchange of energy. So I have been, my, my, my Reiki has kind of, has been turned on. And so I'm able to give energy, to gift energy to other people. And I can do it through a series of chakra cleansings and there's certain symbols that go with it to help move the process along. It releases and clears and heals the energy flow of your body. And being a Reiki master means I've gone through three levels of training and I can not only do Reiki on myself, I can perform it on other people and I can actually teach other people how to be Reiki uh, t- practitioners. I did the Reiki thing because I was really intrigued by the energy of humans, that there's energy in everything. And it was the beginning of my exploration of that. And a good friend of mine taught Reiki, not only had Reiki clients, but also taught it as well to people that wanted to learn it. And so I decided to take it on because she had given me some sessions and I had some real results and just really... It, it's been a huge part of me. I, as I said, I don't practice it for others, but I definitely give myself Reiki, and I offer it as a I gift it to other people if they have an injury or some kind of challenge. You know, I'll offer some energy healing to help them to heal more quickly. I've recently become an access consciousness access bars practitioner, and again, that's energy as well. Instead of gifting energy out, you're actually uh, releasing energy for people through 32 points on their head. And again, just like the, we are all energy. And if we can clean, cleanse, heal, release, unstick it, it makes the whole process of living and growing a lot easier, more freedom and ease I believe in. So I, I think I touched on all the pieces, but the bottom line is that my journey has, been to create my life on purpose, be as big a contribution as I can to help other people win whatever winning looks like to them. And as I've grown in my own self-worth, I think it's super important for us to pay that forward when we have worth and belief in ourselves to have other people see that in themselves is really a huge gift we can give each other. And I have a mantra that I love, which is I believe I deserve all the best life has to offer. And I was created with the ability to achieve it. And I think that's true for all of us, that mm-hmm. we all deserve all the best life has to offer. And we were created with all that we need to achieve anything we want in life.
1: Wow, yes. Thank you so much. Because I I, I definitely think that I would probably benefit from that uh me myself I have a lot of I guess interference with my energy and uh, there was a and I know there's a lot of people out there who are having a similar especially with the whole thing that's been going on with our pandemic it's just fluctuating and we're losing loved ones in the process which gives us more stress and we're losing jobs and it gives us more on top of more um the care of myself and my health and my spirituality has been put in the back burner because being a single mom with three boys and having four jobs and that just becomes second to, you know, non-existent in, yeah. in my mind. So it's just, um, I would definitely benefit from this. And, and I think that was one of the things I wanted to ask you, because I think it was, um you just say it was called, is it called, bar access or access bar
2: access bars mm-hmm. access
1: bars okay because i was looking at some of the testimonials that you had on your website and they said there was some things that they just didn't expect and they were not anticipating this to happen and you identified that with each person it's completely different on the reaction to receiving this this release of um You know, all of that that you identified in your, um, the 32 points. And and so I, yeah, I think this will be very beneficial for the listeners if they would jump on uh, onto this, because we all do need some type of release on this 2020 and 21 is just, it feels like it's 2.0 from last year. I really am happy to speak with someone who has such an enriched background on just becoming aware of themselves and making sure that they have, you know, the pathway cleared and knowing that they have the ability to be successful and know. Um, blocked roads on their spirituality and, um, you know, their journey. So,
2: you know, I have a quote on my website and it's a quote I really love. I don't know if it's my favorite. And then the more I started to think about, well, why did I choose it? Why did I choose it for my website? I had some really wonderful ah ahas about it. So I'd love to share that if that would be okay. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Tell me about your favorite quote. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so my favorite quote is from a woman named Alison Partridge. I had not heard of her, uh, but the quote goes like this. Don't look any further than your own reflection for a hero. Hmm. And so there's a couple reasons that I realized that really that quote resonates with me. The first thing is when I was a kid, my dad would always say, you're the hero of your own story. And I didn't really understand what he meant at the time. My dad, when I was, he was pretty young when I was born. Both my parents were young when I was born. And he did a lot of work on himself and started planting seeds of Swami lessons, he would call them, transformational conversations about mindset, positivity, how you look at the world. And he would always say, you're the hero of your own story. And I didn't really understand what it meant for a long time, but I realized as I've Done all this work for myself that I'm a hundred percent responsible for every area of my life, and that occurred to me like a burden when I first heard it. Like I'm hundred percent responsible. Oh my gosh, that's like responsibility. You know, that's this big heavy weight I have to carry around. But as I started to distinguish it through the work that I've done, being a hundred percent responsible. Means that I'm fully in charge, which is actually giving me absolute freedom, freedom to choose. If I'm in a situation where I'm uncomfortable, anxious, stressed out, wanting to be anywhere else, et cetera, I did that. I put myself there. I said yes to the invitation. I picked up the phone and took the phone call. I responded to the inquiry. I'm in that situation because I put myself there. And as soon as I'm willing to own that, now I have more choices. I can choose to stay. I can choose to make a pivot. I can choose to go. So this, this hero's journey thing really uh, stuck with me. The other thing is, I think the reason that when I was a kid, when I, my dad would say, you're the hero of your own journey is I really didn't believe I deserved a happy ending that I was ever going to be good enough to be the hero. You know, we look at ourselves as flawed individuals because when we're growing up, We hear a lot of ways that we're not as good as our siblings. We're not as good as our parents were. We're not good enough for God. Like Whatever our our parents and teachers and uh, society tells us to try and keep us within societal norms so that society works, but it creates areas that we criticize and judge ourselves. And uh, my website, as you know, is IWokeUpAwesome.com. And, you know, I believe that we woke up perfect just as we are with nothing to be fixed or changed. We each are powerful beyond measure. We deserve a happy ending and we are strong enough to handle anything that comes our way. If we're just willing to take responsibility for who we are in the situation and how we act. So that's my quote. I think, um, what I'd said before the, I deserve all the best life has to offer. That's actually a mantra an affirmation that I say that I was, that was also a gift for my dad. He was kind of my, my spiritual guide as I was growing up. So I give him a lot of credit for my journey. Um, but I wanted to share that because I, it just was really profound for me and I thought maybe it could make a difference for others.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. And uh, I, I am so happy that you had a very inspirational father to to kind of guide you spiritually through your life, because that's one of the things that I think a lot of children would love to have. So you had an awesome, awesome role model. And uh, yes, yeah, he seems like sure. an awesome guy. Awesome. And you made a, a wonderful, strong woman in the process. So that's, that's a all, all around win-win situation. So yeah, definitely.
2: And I, and that's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you, uh, you know, based on what you identified with your website, you know, what you just identified is, uh, you also have like a self-worth assessment intro. I was going to go through it right after we got off their our, uh, our time here on a recording that to go through the steps. So, and I know that you also have another, other varieties of things that listeners would love to dig deep into as well as listen to your podcasts and uh, coaching services. You have, you have even something that, that you have the I woke awesome club on clubhouse. So I know that's kind of a fairly new for me, but I know that's other people are like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like sign me up. (laughs) <laughs> um, is there any additional things that you'd like to share with the listeners? I guess in closing, because I think that's pretty much it, unless I forgot to like to share with the listeners.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the self-worth assessment and I wanted to touch on that because the self-worth assessment is it's a free, uh, visualization on my website. So anybody's free to do it. But at the end of the assessment, there's an opportunity to take an eight-week email-based course. And I'm going to tell you that one of my goals for 2022 is to have that course moved over to a platform that is self-regulated so that there's a built-in accountability and follow-up process, which is not there now. So right now, the self-worth course is a free course on my website, eight weeks via email. And what I have found is that people, because you're really taking a hard look at yourself, people are not finishing the course. And it's set up in a way that I don't know if they finished it or not. Because, you know, I kept the resources I had so I could keep it to be a free course. So I'm going to be moving it to a platform where it will have a small fee to it, but then it'll have a lot more value because it will be more self-directed and have a lot more uh, ways for people to keep on top of it and really build these muscles of believing that you deserve all the best life has to offer. Uh, So, yeah. So I wanted to mention that. And, you know, the podcast is a passion project for my, uh, my business. I interview people with vanity license plates So you have to have a vanity plate to be a guest, but I am always looking for guests and I love, like you do, I love sharing other people's stories. I know that's what you're passionate about. So I really resonate with that because that's what my podcast is all about. I take the vanity plate as one specific door to open into their soul. (laughs) (laughs) And that's always where we start because I find that the vanity plate is often not chosen because of what you assume or think it would be. Mm -hmm. In fact, I had uh, people share vanity plates with me. They see them on the world. They take pictures, send them to me on Facebook. And I always ask, do you know whose plate this is? Do you know the story behind it? And one was recently shared with me through Facebook. And he said, actually, I I do know the guy. So next time I see him, I'll ask him the story. And if he's willing to come on your website or on your podcast and share it. And so he saw him again and he said, he's not willing to share it on your podcast. He wasn't even willing to share the story behind the plate with me. His wife doesn't even know the story. And now I really want to know the story, (laughs) right? (laughs) But it's so, it's a secret. Like he Mm -hmm. won't even share why he chose it. So you know, Vanity plates are just an interesting, cool, unique way to learn about people. It really does become a human interest story where we learn about the special goodness inside of each of us. But that's wonderful. And I, I love being able to offer those stories and I'm always looking for guests. So I wanted to put this invitation out that if you have any listeners that have a vanity license plate, this is like the personalized plates that you registered for your car Mm -hmm. that aren't the randomized ones. They are welcome to come onto my website and fill out the form and they can um, be considered to be a guest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I will um, definitely put that all in the show notes. If you wanted to have a all the specific links to everything that we've discussed, I can go and put that on there for sure. Absolutely. Now, um, I completely forgot about some of the stories that uh, I guess from your guest form. I want to know about this, this sitting on a tag for 90 minutes scenario. What's, what's that all about? Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
2: Well, it stays with the theme of self-worth, right, that we've Mm -hmm. been talking about from the beginning. When I was in high school, I moved around a lot as a kid. I lived in about 24 places in my 18 years of high school or growing up through high school and graduating to college. The longest place I ever lived anywhere was two years. And the shortest place I ever lived anywhere was two weeks. So you can imagine as a kid, dealing with all different kinds of popular kids and all different kinds of band geeks and you know drama kids and all kinds of stuff that I had some issues with wanting to fit in. I mean, that could probably track logically and you'd be right if that was something you guessed that had happened. So I was in high school, it was my junior year and I was in an algebra class with like eight other kids. It was a very small class and everyone in there was a guy except for me. Actually, everyone in there was a football player except for me. And I was really more the band, choir, theater person than I was the cheerleader, softball, you know, football girlfriend person. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of those two camps. And I was definitely in the in the more dramatic, creative side. So they before I got to class, because I was running a little late for class before I got to class, they put a tack on my chair. Of course, I didn't know that. So I get to the class, I'm running in to be on time and I sit down and I'm wearing jeans, thank goodness. And I can feel the pain of, at the time, an unknown pain mm. on my butt, my, my butt cheek. And I thought to myself, I have a pain in my butt, but I don't know what it is. And the only way to tell is to get up in the middle of this class, which has now already started and face all these football players who are just waiting for an opportunity to make fun of me. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Oh, wow. I was so embarrassed. I had so much shame over bringing attention to myself Mm -hmm. that I just sat on that tack for the entire class. And it was a 90 minute class. And the whole time, these guys are looking at me, they're snickering, they're waiting, they're wondering. I have to tell you, though, I think looking back on it, that I did more good for myself powering through the pain than I would have, if I'd gotten up and been a girl like, Oh my God, you had to tell it, you know, because that's what they were hoping for. They were hoping to embarrass me, belittle me, make me feel silly, uh, get a girl reaction, maybe crying, running out of the room. Like they were looking for some kind of rise out of me. Wow. Yeah. And because I sat through it and sat through the pain that I didn't give them the satisfaction of getting the response they were looking for. And it's so it's sort of like their prank fell flat. So in that way, I consider it a win because they didn't get they didn't get anything over on me. Mm-hmm. But it is a story that shows how little I was willing to stand up for myself and how much I was afraid of the opinions of others. And those are still things that I deal with today on the harder days. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the things that we learn about it, I saw something on Facebook just today. It was something like, it's hard to give up your demons when they used to be the only thing that comforted you. Right. And I think this was talking about alcohol as a, um, as a, a dependent thing. But, but I think worrying what people think, being scared of having the spotlight on you, all that stuff is the same kind of it, that's those are your demons too. Yeah. You know, and so we they there's comfort in, there's safety in not being seen, not standing up for yourself. And um, you know, it's it's a journey we all have them. I'm still a work in progress, but those demons are always going to be with us. Even when we transform how we respond to them, they don't really ever go away. Now, most days I can say thank you for sharing. I kind of see it like a teddy bear that I can just say thank you for sharing and I pick it up and I just put it over here. So I can't get rid of it completely, but now it's over to the side so I can get some work done. Right,
1: wow, yeah. Yeah, like you said, we are all a work in progress. And I completely agree on that. But when it comes to the the demons, um, demons are are different analogies and and different perspectives and, and different levels of a person's life. And i completely i think i would have been the sitting right next to you if i was the other girl if they decided to do a t- i would have done the same thing too we would have st- st- stared at each other like who's gonna give in to this this uh prank is it you know we're gonna yeah so i i'm dealing with that too i think as i got older i just said you know what this is not only am i uh, i'm no longer a single woman you know i have children so those are the examples that i have to experience to express um, if I want my children to understand that they can't be that with the one, the girl, with the reaction, with the, you know, falling for that prank, you know, you stand up for who you are. Don't give in to the bullying. I mean, that's all on different levels. I mean, that can be in the workforce. That can be in the workplace currently just, yes, there's a lot of bullies and, you know, on different levels of our, of our lives. And um, sometimes we become bullies to ourselves because you're like, you'll never accomplish anything. How dare you think you can be better and you deserve better, but because that is, that is considered a demon. Um, but like you said, I, I really agree with that. Uh, they, they always will be there, <laughs> but you feel like you, the, the demons are not as scary as they are knowing that you've identified who they are, what they are and where their place is, is on the shelf or, you know, so um, yeah, I love that. Uh, I I don't love that you went through that, but I I love the, the idea that you did stick up for yourself and, and it just, it seems so minute at the time, but it really shows that you've used that same type of energy throughout your life in different situations. So that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with me. So I just Thank wanted you. to know, yeah, I just wanted to know exactly what that was about because so I'm like, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if that has something to do with you know, like everything is is based on instances or scenarios of our child, our childhood.
2: For sure.
1: And to you to have a building block. You know, using something that was considered almost destructive, if you went one way, you made it as, as successful and a purpose for your journey another way. And I love to hear that women always seem to find the right direction <laughs> with anything that comes their way. They will find a way to to paint it gold, in a sense, you know. So thank you so much again. And um, I think we're good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've just really enjoyed being here and sharing a little bit of my story We are all on a journey. We probably all have a version of the sitting on attack story that uh, that's just my personal story and everyone's story deserves to be told. Mm -hmm. And it is when we are willing to tell our stories that they no longer own us. Right. So I would say my final words would be, don't leave your light off, hidden in a closet, like turn it on shine it bright let other people see who you are because there are people out there who need to see you being your best self so that they have the courage to be their best self
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely thank you i guess i'm just getting emotional because i know I've heard this story, but in different ways with so many mm. people. So, yes, thank you again for sharing that. And it was, it's was it been an honor, Trista, to have you here. Oh, such a pleasure.
2: Guest. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to
0: Noise Paloo Zion podcast. And if you enjoy listening to my podcast, please don't hesitate to give me a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Also wanted to give a shout out and thank you so much to all my guests, past, present, and future. And stay tuned for the next upcoming episode on Fridays.